Hello guys, welcome back to the Stephen Sully study. I hope you've been enjoying some of the interviews recently. We've got some brilliant guests lined up in the next coming weeks and months and um, they're only going to get better. I've got um, a sensational guy who's in business worth about £80 million who was here last night at the studio. He's becoming an art collector of ours. So I'm hoping by next week uh, he's going to be on the on the show. I've got a film, a uh, British actor I'm looking to get on. I have a wellness uh, person, individual. In actual fact, it was a former guest of mine. It's his partner. She's absolutely amazing. So I'm hoping that the goal is always to step up uh, the quality of my production, uh, come out with new uh, content, uh, come up with some new angles, and, and more importantly, trying to get a diverse range of uh, different guests I think it's very very important if you're ever going to get inspired in life don't just look at one demographic look at multiple different demographics because you never know you might hear one thing and it can change your life for, forever hence why I don't just pigeonhole into one person I like to you know um, go across multiple different people so today's going to be a bit of a short episode um, it's a bit on on the reflection of uh, what happened with 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 us as a brand Woodbury House over the last coming weeks we done the big show over at the Saatchi Gallery, the Startnet, which was fantastic for the nightlife show. Um, and also, just looking back beyond that, um, the journey that we've had as a brand going into the art market. Now, I've said this plenty of times with guests, and also I've said this plenty of times on episodes. I'm not from the art market, and in some ways, I feel like that's given me some sort of uh, an, an advantage, um, simply because I've, I've gone into it excuse the pun with a blank canvas and I, I can do kind of how I see fit rather than conforming to a, a certain regimented way how the art market typically sort of does business and um, I've got a few points here that I've written down that I wanted to to share with you um, on on you know going into the art market and more importantly working with uh, one particular artist now we have worked with a few different artists there's a guy called Days, Christopher Ellis Days. Um, he was Richard Hamilton's former tenant. He's very much a part of the street art culture and, and scene. And I've got very, very high hopes for him in the future. And I believe that, you know, over the next six months or 12 months, we're probably going to revisit working with him, as well as some of Richard Hamilton's affiliates. We've worked with a few other artists as well, including some British artists. But for us, 95% of our concentration, or probably even higher, and 95%, or if not higher, of our revenue has come from um, fr from Hamilton. And I, I wouldn't say it was a conscious decision. Um, I've got to admit, I think I think six, seven years ago when we got into the market, I believe that we probably would have dovetailed into many other um, artists. And, that, and that's only because of my beliefs. I, I believe that Back then, if you had a, some kind of gallery, some kind of art agency, private studio, um, you would probably go into multiple different artists. But it's been an absolute blessing just really focusing on one. And now looking back, it's actually been our best decision ever because I see multiple different um, galleries and a lot of them are fantastic. There's obviously some shit ones out there, but there, there are certainly a, a lot of good ones in London, especially in Mayfair. And I do admire how to do things and I've got a lot of respect for the people that own it and I've got a lot of respect how they you know, do their business. However, my take, and this is just my opinion, the downside to that in regards to working with multiple different artists, multiple different artworks and multiple different genres is my argument is, especially when I'm speaking to collectors or, or investors, how can you become experts 
in every single one of them is very, very difficult. Uh, and it's almost impossible. So um, I like to focus on, you know, on, on, on one artist at the moment only and certainly one genre because number one, I've got belief, belief in it. And number two, uh, I'm just so passionate about it. Um, I've spoken to multiple different um, people in, in their fields who have become experts. Um, I, I reference a guy called uh, Ozzy. Um, he's, a, he's a good friend of mine. Um, I've said, said, this, said, said this name a few times. I mean, he's got the largest private care homes in the country. He's got all the toys you can imagine. And he is just literally stuck at doing care homes. And that's now dovetailed into slightly different things now. He's got rehab centers. He's gone into HMOs. It's, it's, it's predominantly property-based. And then I was on a phone call, on a Zoom call, just only a few nights ago with a, a billionaire. And this billionaire um, has made his name by going into certain artists and building their market up by doing great PR, great content, and more importantly, great advertisement. And he's known from taking an artist from here to here. And both of these people I just referenced, uh, they're in different sectors. One's in property and, or care homes and, and one's in, in art. And they're both wildly successful. Aussie's, I think, company's worth half a billion. Um, this guy's a billionaire. And listen, if we, if we all died, you know, being worth 100 million, 500 million or a billion pound plus, we're going to die very, very happy, certainly as far as your financial goals are concerned. And what I've noticed is they've stuck in their own lane and they've really become almost experts at what they do. So I've, I've written down four points, okay? So the first one is focusing on becoming the absolute best in your field. Um, again, going back to Richard Hamilton, look, we're still very much students of 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 the art art game, uh, certainly students of the Richard Hamilton movement, and and I'm certainly a student. As wanky as this may sound, I'm certainly a student of of life. I'm, I'm going to continue learning. I'm going to continue putting myself around people that know far much more um, in their area than I do. I'm going to team up with people who are very knowledgeable, very wise, and, and certainly got the energy and passion for what they do. Um, but becoming as close as you can be to the very very best. Um, of your area, of your sector, and of your craft, um, is certainly, is certainly, you know, I'm not. I don't want to say this is advice because I don't even think I, you know, I'm old enough and even wise enough to give people advice. But it's just my take on things. So to becoming the absolute best in your area is is certainly number one. So I feel if you're going to go into property, if you're going to go into art, if you're going to go into an artist or anything that you're going to do. Being focused on being number one and being the very, very best you can be is is definitely the first goal. Um, the 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 thing off that is when you when you dedicate yourself to becoming number one, you build up a massive amount of knowledge. And I've always said that even if you've got one hundred percent knowledge of your area, which is completely impossible because it always evolves. But let's just consider right now you could get one hundred percent knowledge of your area. Let's look at Hamilton. Um, seven years into this, I know quite a lot about Hamilton now. I wouldn't call myself an expert, but I certainly know far much more than, let's say, the typical um, passive sort of art, art collector or passive street art sort of fanatic. Um, and that knowledge, um, providing you're using it in the right way, can turn into revenue. So the more knowledge that you know, um, intrinsically, it should work out that you can make more money because of it. And I, I talk about this being empowerment. When you've got so much skill in an area, when you've got so much knowledge, you have empowerment. And that empowerment 
makes you feel excited, makes you feel important, makes you feel that you're sort of a force of nature. And when you're speaking to someone over the telephone, when you're speaking to someone over Zoom, or when you're meeting someone in person, they pick up, pick up their empowerment. So you're not here to just give them an avalanche of, of, of information or knowledge because you, because you know it. Because it's inside, it almost gives you that empowerment. And I think I've used this example before on a, on a, uh, on a previous episode. I spoke about Conor McGregor. Now, one thing that people know about Conor McGregor, very outspoken, very confident, and he has this air of of belief. And that's because of the hard work he's put in. That's because of the experience he's got. And that's because he's been putting himself into very, very regimented uh, kind of um, training training fight camps or he's lived that, lived that life. And because of that, people pick up on that. And they say most fights are won before you get into the octagon, before you get get in the ring, because that person's got the empowerment. Uh, Mike Tyson had the same, Floyd Mayweather's got the same. And in business, it's kind of the same thing as well. If you're in business, you're actually in sales because part of business is selling your staff, selling your customers and, and selling the people around you. And if you've got a massive amount of knowledge, that is going to come off, you're going to feel empowered and therefore you're going to have confidence. So number two, um, once you've got that knowledge and, and empowerment, you become a figurehead in your space. Once you become a figurehead in your space, it's not a brand that you give yourself, but it's the, 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 the brand or the uh, acknowledgement that the, the wider audience starts, starts to give you. I'll give you an example. I've been putting out a lot of content, uh, obviously on my podcast, and specifically Richard Hamilton over the last few years. And I've put a few uh, videos up onto YouTube and they usually rank very, very high in Google. In actual fact, if you type in Richard Hamilton, I used to be the number one video coming up. And I think it was the 10 top things about Richard Hamilton. And I had a lady from, um, I think it was Lebanon or something like that. She saw the video because you're looking at Richard Hamilton. She contacted me, flew to London, and she had a conversation with me. And her and her husband ended up buying a canvas piece off of us. Now, she didn't say the words, but she, she basically said in a roundabout way, that, you know, you're an expert in Richard Hamilton. I can see from your studio that you've got a lot of pieces and I know you've been in the market for a long time now. And I've seen Woodbury House on multiple different publications. I've seen you've done multiple different shows and collaborations, etc. And because of that, she held me out to be this kind of figurehead, an expert in this sector. Again, I don't think you can ever become an expert. I think you're always going to, you know, build up your knowledge, build up your confidence, build up momentum. But when other people say it, it gives you a lot of feel-good factor. Um, number three, um, one thing I've appreciated just solely really working on Hamilton is I have grown as the market has grown. So I've referenced before, when I was selling Richard Hamilton works back in 2014, 2015, we were selling these works between four to 8,000 pounds. Now, these pieces are selling between 40, 50, 60,000 pound plus. I have seen other galleries in, in Mayfair selling these pieces between 80, 90, even 100,000 pounds. And as the market has grown and matured, I've grown as, as a, let's, let's call it an art dealer, art, art kind of um, advisor or art, you know, personnel in the sector. And I think, I think as markets mature, you mature as a business person, you mature as a salesperson, you mature as... Uh, kind of a professional in your sector. So if I was jumping from one genre to another and one artist to another, I may have not gained that maturity. So, so many, so many, let's call it 
uh, professional multimillionaires, billionaires, these gurus, they always talk about becoming an expert in your area. And that is because of the maturity that you build as the market develops. Um, and I, I definitely would second that. And, and the last one is this. Um, it's sort of contradict, contradicting uh, what I said about sticking in one lane. I believe sticking into one sector, maybe one artist or one strategy for a very, very long time. But then I do believe over time you will dovetail into different areas. So going back to my friend who owns one of the largest or the largest private care homes in the country, as he's developed his, his business and his property empire, that is slowly but surely organically started to dovetail in different sectors. And I know a lot of property developers who started on single lets, then they went into HMOs, which I've gone into as well with my property company called Tungsten Management Group. Now we're going into commercial conversions. We're buying a, a commercial development up north. We're converting it into flats. And then eventually, I believe, they will get bigger and bigger and bigger. You're going to do bigger schemes, bigger units. And then that's going to probably go into new, new developments. And this guy I referenced earlier, who's a billionaire from 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 art, I would imagine, I haven't done all my homework on, on him yet, but I would imagine... Um, he started with a few different artists, built up their career, probably st stuck in one genre, and now he can basically do what he wants in art because he's built up a wide range of knowledge in, in different sectors, different genres, and more importantly, different artists. So um, there's a saying that one of my kind of friends or mentors used to say to me, do the thing and you should have power. And that can mean many different meanings. It can have many different perceptions on, on that saying but the way what I take from it is if you do the thing as in take action in one particular area eventually other opportunities will come to you that is because you're becoming known in that sector that's because you're building up more knowledge that is because you're engaging the law of attraction whether you believe in law of attraction or not I believe it happens and I believe that if you become empowered and you have a lot of power in your sector other people come towards you and now being in this sector for, for so long now and I still class myself as a baby in it, in regards to I've got so much more to learn, so much more to do. We're getting very, very strong figureheads uh, approach us. So much so that we had an opportunity to work with Sasha Gallery, which is a fucking major deal. It really is a major deal. Um, you know, we, we were presented to this, this opportunity. Uh, we had to invest into the space over £30,000 just, just just to secure it. We had to pay PR. We had to pay creative people. We had to pay uh, a marketing uh, strategy uh, company. We, we were basically £70,000, £80,000 into this before we even sold one piece of artwork. And and the reason why we we're confident to do that and we knew we was going to get a return on, on our investment is because we built up so much traction, so much... Uh, such a good client base now and we, we're known for this particular artist uh, being Woodbury House we just knew that other opportunities would you know sort of be born off the back end of it so to recap build uh, a massive amount of knowledge in your area become a key individual in your space you will grow number three with the market as it grows you will become a lot more mature and last one is once you're in a sector that is doing very very well and you're doing very well in it other opportunities will be born off the back end of it. Hope you enjoyed this uh, uh, this podcast. I want to say a big shout out to my branding partner. Uh, I've got it here. They are called um, the the Woods uh, Co-op. You can find them on the Woods uh, forward slash op four twenty dot com. Uh, they're experts in CBD. Uh, I've recently started taking CBD, and I've got to say I've seen massive benefits from it already. Um, 
give them a look give them a a, a follow on instagram and uh be sure to uh, look at their products remember be happy never content and please recommend me to your friends and family <laughs>